Now, we heard that song, Ready, Set, Move. <laughs> I got to admit, this is the first time I actually, I've heard it 10 times. This is the first time I realized that the song actually has all three main points for the whole weekend. And so the first one uh, was, is to do what Jesus says. The second one, believe who Jesus is. And then the third one we're going to talk about right now. But we've been talking about how that helps us follow Jesus. Okay, so parents in the room, let's ask the kids a question. Kids, has anybody seen Jesus this morning? Have you all seen him around? You haven't seen him yet? Yeah, I saw a couple guys with beards. Did you see those guys? Do you think that might be? No? Okay. Remember what we talked about on Friday? How we don't have to actually see Jesus with our eyes to be able to follow him? Because God gave us a great guide called the Bible. And the Bible is the story of everything. And everything in the Bible points to Jesus. So we look to the Bible to learn how to follow Jesus. So Friday we learned to do what Jesus says. Yesterday we learned to believe what Jesus, believe who Jesus is. Are you ready for the third one? Okay, I'm not going to give it to you just yet. I'm just going to pull you along, okay? This last uh, few weeks in the summer, my family and I got to take an incredible vacation, like one like we've never been able to take before. is a little bit of an extended time away. And here's why it was so amazing. We got to go to the beach and the mountains. Pretty cool, huh? That's pretty rare to be able to go on vacation, unless you live in California, to go to the beach and the mountains. So I got a question for everybody in the room, because I think you know, or you have an opinion, who's a beach person? Anybody a beach person? Okay, you beach people, you're our people. We love you, right? We love the beach, right? You just relax, you get sand everywhere, but it's okay. Uh, you just enjoy, you can even eat on the beach, and you might even ingest some sand, and that's Okay. Salt water, it's good for you, right? Heals all wounds. Who's the mountain person in the room? Anybody got a mountain people in the room? Okay, we got some mountain people. All right, very good. Who's both? Anybody both? I think that's what we realized on our vacation was like, okay, beach people, mountain people, can we just be both? I think that just means we love vacation, and <laughs> that's okay too. Love being on vacation. Well, here's the setting for our Bible story today. It only happens over the span of a few days, but it starts in the mountains and it ends on the beach. So in the story today, we're going to cover both. So you beach people and you mountain people are going to find something in this story for you. Except that in this story, it's not like a vacation. In fact, what happens in today's Bible story was one of the hardest moments in the history of the world that there ever was to choose to follow Jesus. Here's how it happens. So Jesus and his followers were walking up a mountain. Now that usually meant that Jesus was going to teach something amazing to his followers, that they were going to learn something incredible about him. So they were choosing to follow Jesus. They were going up this mountain, and Jesus, instead of teaching them something amazing, actually gave them some kind of sad news. Here's what Jesus says to his followers. This comes from the book of Matthew in the New Testament, chapter 26, verse 31. It says, Jesus told them, this very night you will all turn away because of me. Now that was kind of sad news. And what he was saying was not that Jesus would turn them away, but he was saying what was about to happen to Jesus, the followers may not be able to be strong enough to follow him through what he was about to endure. 
Let me tell you a little bit more. See, Jesus had already been telling his followers what was going to happen, that Jesus was going to be hated by the world, that the world was going to turn on him. They were going to turn against him, and even that people in the world were going to kill Jesus. So that was hard news. It was, Jesus knew how difficult it would be, but the disciples still didn't understand. And it's okay even right now if you don't quite understand so there's one follower, a disciple named Peter. And Peter, who we've already talked about this weekend, had a reputation for being the first one to speak up. Like if there was ever a question, Peter was usually the one raising his hand. Is anybody else like that? Kiddos in the room, teachers in the room, maybe you can attest to this. There's always one kid in the room who's the first one to raise his hand no matter what you ask. Okay, we even got some hands raised. I'm loving it. This is Peter. And so here's what Peter says. When Jesus says, you will all turn away, Peter says in verse 33, all the others may turn away because of you, but I never will. Now, Peter really loved Jesus, and he wanted Jesus to know that he would never stop following him. He thought he was so strong, but what actually is going to happen is it's going to be revealed that he's not nearly as strong as he thought. He's actually pretty weak, but it was in realizing his weakness that Jesus taught him the amazing lesson he intended to teach him. So Jesus knew the test that Peter was about to endure. And he said to Peter, verse 34, what I'm about to tell you is true. It will happen tonight before the rooster crows. You guys know what a rooster sounds like? Can anybody do a rooster? <laughs> it's amazing amazing so Peter says I will not betray you I won't ever leave you even if everybody else does but Jesus says actually you will and it will happen tonight before the rooster crows you will say three times that you don't know me but Peter said I may have to die with you but I will never say I don't know you and all the other disciples said the same thing. Now, not long after, a group of soldiers showed up, and they arrested Jesus, not because he had done anything wrong, but because the whole world had turned against him. And Jesus now is making it obvious to his followers that what he had told them about dying was true. After Jesus was taken away, the disciples scattered. They went all different directions, just like Jesus said would happen. Peter, though, he kind of continued to follow, but he stayed at a safe distance because he didn't really want to be identified in that moment with Jesus. He was scared. What would happen? So as Peter's following from a safe distance, a woman sees him and, and asks, hey, aren't you one of Jesus' followers? And remember, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. Everything's changing really fast. And so Peter says, no, I, I don't know the man. Can everybody hold up a one? Remember what Jesus said three times, you'll say, you don't know me. So that's number one. Then a little bit later, Peter was warming up around a fire. Just a fire out and kind of in the middle of town and some people were warming up around it, some strangers that he was around. And another person looks at him and says, aren't you one of the men who's been walking around with that Jesus? And Peter, who's now becoming even more scared and afraid, says again, no. I don't know the man. And one more time, another person says, 
don't you go with Jesus? Don't you follow Jesus? And for the third time, Peter says, no. And then, just like Jesus predicted, as Peter says, for the third time, I don't know the man, the rooster crowed. And Peter knew he had failed. He wasn't nearly as strong as he thought he was. He had denied Jesus, even though he had been so confident that he wouldn't. So that day, Jesus was nailed to the cross, and he died. But Jesus allowed that to happen. He did it willingly because he was dying for the sins of the world. He paid the price for all the things people have done wrong so that people can have a relationship with God where sin won't get in the way. This is really good news, even though it was a really hard day. Jesus did this because how much he loved us. So his body was placed in a tomb. But just like Jesus predicted that Peter would deny him one, two, three times, Jesus also predicted that after he died, there would be one, two, three days. And on the third day, he would be brought back to life. And guess what? Just like Jesus was right about Peter, Jesus was right about coming back to life. God raised him from the dead. Jesus came out of the tomb, the greatest miracle in the history of the world. Jesus did just to show us how he has power over sin and death and can bring us into a relationship with God. So you can imagine how amazed the followers of Jesus were, how happy they were to see Jesus alive again. Have you ever missed somebody for a really long time or you missed them really deeply and then they show up again and you go, wow, I love it. One of my favorite moments is I leave on Sunday morning for church. This happens every week and I never want it to stop. I leave on Sunday morning for church and then I, at some point my family arrives because it's just the nature of what I do. And the first thing they do when they come in the door is both my kids just run up to me and hug me. And I, can, parents, are they gonna do that when they're 18? I hope they do. <laughs> They may not, but I love it. Well, this is how excited that Jesus' followers were when Jesus appears again alive. This is pretty amazing, but you can also imagine how Peter might have felt having failed Jesus. You ever felt shame because you knew you had done something wrong? Kids, you ever done something wrong and before your parents even know about it, you start to feel like, Oh, I'm not sure I should have done that. Well, this is kind of what Peter's going through. He felt maybe a little shame, and he had to wonder if Jesus was angry with him. And this is what brings us to the beach. So we've been up in the mountain. Jesus went up another mountain, and that's where he died, and then was buried in the tomb. And then now we come to the part of the story that's on the beach. After Jesus had come back to life, he had appeared to his followers two times already. And Peter, remember our Peter, the guy who always raises his hand first, who maybe felt a little bit of shame about what he had done denying Jesus? One night, Peter says, you know what? I think I'm going to go fishing. I think I just need some air. I think I just need to get out of here. I'm going to go get on the lake. And you know what? That's maybe where hopefully I can have my soul restored a little bit as out on the water by myself, right? Well, some of the other followers said, well, if you're going fishing, we're going to go with you. Right? We're going to catch some fish, probably hungry, probably need some food. So they all go out on the lake, on the Sea of Galilee. And then guess what? These, some of who are professional fishermen don't catch a single fish all night. 
They fished all night, didn't catch a single fish. It reminds me of the first person I saw in East Texas after we moved back to East Texas. The first person I saw fishing, I said, hey, what'd you catch? And they said, nothing but time. (laughs) That is what Peter and the followers were going through. But as the sun started coming up, they noticed a man on the beach. They couldn't really make out. It's about 100 yards, maybe a football field away. They couldn't really tell who it was, but the man called out to them on the boat. And they, the man said, how many fish did you catch? Well, nothing but time, right? The answer was zero. So then the man says, throw your net on the right side of the boat. So, okay, throw our net on the right side of the boat. And what happens? But immediately, the whole net A huge net was so full of fish that they could not even lift it out of the water. Can you imagine these big strong men not being able to lift a net of fish out of the water? And that's the moment they knew that man on the shore is Jesus. Because only he would have that kind of power. So the net was filled with fish. They realized it was Jesus. Peter even puts on his jacket and jumps in the water. He's like, I'm going to be the first one to get to Jesus on the shore. And when all the disciples made it to shore, they found that Jesus already had a campfire going, which is a great, man, if you can cook on the beach and have a campfire, that sounds like the thing everybody wants to do. But then when you actually get there, you go, I don't know if this is as fun as I thought, but Jesus already had it going for him. He was cooking them breakfast. The sun was coming up. He had fish. He had bread. And he had it all laid out for him. And it was this great moment. But it must have been strange for Peter to have this breakfast with Jesus, knowing that he had denied Jesus three times. So he thought he was so strong, but it turned out that he was so weak. But there on the beach, Jesus taught Peter an amazing lesson about following him. This is where our third lesson comes in. In John, another book of the New Testament, the disciple of Jesus, John, tells it this way from his perspective he says when John 21 15 when Jesus and the disciples had finished eating Jesus spoke to Simon Peter he asked Simon meaning Peter that's his other name son of John do you love me more than these others do yes Lord he answered you know that I love you and Jesus said feed my lambs now jesus then asked the same question to peter two more times can everybody hold up a three again and then two more times peter answered the same way yes jesus you know that i love you and then jesus responded the same way all three times then take care of my sheep now jesus didn't have a farm with animals He wasn't saying, Peter, can you come and feed my sheep while I'm away? He was saying to Peter that he is a shepherd and people are like his sheep. That he was giving Peter the responsibility to help him show other people the same kind of love he had shown Peter. This is a big job. A job that only can be given for someone to someone who has been made right with God. Remember how Peter had broken that trust with Jesus by denying him? Well, this story illustrates that Jesus 
had forgiven Peter. This is an amazing thing. Jesus forgave Peter. So he says, do you love me? Peter says, yes, three times. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Jesus wanted Peter to help him take care of other people, to show other people the same love he had showed Peter. But Peter must have felt terrible knowing that he had denied Jesus, especially after he promised Jesus he wouldn't. But Jesus loved Peter even when Peter messed up. This is good news, right? Well, guess what? Jesus loves us even when we mess up. Jesus still loves us. That's why Jesus willingly died on the cross, to pay the price for all of our mess-ups, our sins, the things that we've done wrong against God. That's how much Jesus loves us. And if we choose to follow Jesus, he forgives us for our mess-ups, and he gives us the same job he gave Peter that day on the beach to show the same kind of love that Jesus has shown us to other people, which brings us to today's lesson, the one Jesus taught Peter and the one Jesus wants to teach us today. If we follow him, we are to love who Jesus loves. That's the lesson that Peter learned on the beach, and it's the lesson we learn today. Love who Jesus loves. Who does Jesus love? Us. Yeah. Can I just maybe make it a little more personal? Jesus loves you. Every single person in this room. You probably think Jesus loves everyone, and that's true. But maybe today you need to hear, Jesus loves you. That's what Peter needed to hear that day. Whether your mess-ups are really big or whether your mess-ups are really small, Jesus died so you can be forgiven, so you can have a relationship with God forever. And that relationship starts by believing that Jesus' death on the cross was for your forgiveness. And believers in Jesus, once you believe that, Jesus says, follow him. Follow him. In fact, if you look in John chapter 21, those were Jesus' last words to Peter. He says it with an exclamation mark. You must follow me. That's what Jesus said to Peter, and that's what he's saying to you. And following Jesus looks like showing love to everyone. So day one on Friday, we learn do what Jesus says. On Saturday, we learn believe who Jesus is. And now that we believe in Jesus, we love who Jesus loves. That is the bottom line. Kids, you're going to talk more about this in your small groups in just a moment. Parents, I'll even tell you just a, a brief word more as we go to brunch today in just a little bit but for now I want to lead in a prayer and invite Haley and our worship team back up to lead us in the end of our service so let's pray together would you bow your head and pray with me God thank you for loving us you love us so much you sent Jesus to the world to be our savior God sometimes we feel like Peter we mess up but God, even when we mess up, you never stop loving us. God, help us remember how much love you have for us, that God, we can share your love with the people around us. Show us how we can live that way every day. God, we do love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.